This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Wednesday, February 14th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Allen. Here's today's headlines. Purdue defends crop insurance. SNAP food packages. Budget scare. Livestock emissions reporting and co-op seek broadband boost. Secretary Purdue defends crop insurance and takes credit for the SNAP overhaul. Ag Secretary Purdue is distancing himself from President Trump's last proposals to slash crop insurance. But Purdue says a separate proposal to convert the food stamp program from cash benefits to a commodity distribution plan originated with his department. Now, AgriPulse caught up with Purdue at the World Ag Expo in California yesterday. He assured reporters that Trump, quote, understands the value of the safety net of crop insurance. And he added, Congress will put their stamp on the budget as well. Purdue said the president's widely criticized proposals to overhaul the Supplemental Attrition Assistance Program actually originated with the USDA. Under the proposal, half of SNAP benefits would be provided through packages of processed foods, including shelf-stable milk, peanut butter, and canned vegetables and meat. Purdue says those food packages would be a more effective, efficient way to deliver SNAP benefits. Crop insurance proposals? They scare farmers. The crop insurance cuts will never get through the House and Senate Agriculture Committees, but the proposals are likely to embolden the program's critics during floor debates on Farm Bill amendments. The budget also will unnecessarily frighten both farmers and bankers who don't understand that such proposals can't pass Congress. That's the word of Texas A&M University economist Joe Outlaw. He said the reality is it scares people, it scares bankers, it's probably not very helpful. He spoke to the Farm Foundation Forum yesterday. USDA faces cotton and dairy challenges. The National Milk Producers Federation is calling on USDA to move quickly to allow dairy producers to sign up for the Margin Protection Program. Now, it's been overhauled by Congress. The budget agreement that President Trump signed into law last Friday sharply reduces the cost of MPP coverage for the first 5 million pounds of production. Congress was clear in the legislation that farmers be given the opportunity to elect or adjust their coverage for all of the 2018 calendar year, the group said in a letter to USDA. Thus, it is critically important that the department move quickly to reopen enrollment and provide MPP coverage retroactive to January 1, 2018. USDA is also under the gun to implement the new cotton program. The department has 90 days from last Friday to require southern farmers to reallocate their generic base acres. The generic base is being reallocated to pay for making cotton eligible for the price loss coverage program. Now, for more on the new cotton program and its implications for trade and U.S. peanut production, be sure and read this week's AgriPulse newsletter. It's hitting inboxes today. Grassley, McConnell could free Northy. These farm program implementation challenges come as USDA is still without an undersecretary for farm programs and a permanent administrator for the Farm Service Agency. Senator Chuck Grassley, Iowa Republican, told reporters that Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell should file cloture on the nomination of Iowa Ag Secretary Bill Northey to take the undersecretary's position. Grassley says Northy would easily get enough votes to be confirmed, but McConnell has made no move to do so, however, which allows Senator Ted Cruz, a Texas Republican, to continue to block a vote on Northy's nomination.
animal emissions bill introduced in the Senate. A long-awaited bill to restore an agricultural exemption to emergency response reporting requirements has been introduced in the U.S. Senate. The Fair Agriculture Reporting Method Act would restore the on-farm exemption for emissions from manure, which was struck down in court. Ag groups have been worried about the impact on farm operations of having to estimate animal waste emissions to comply with the Comprehensive Environmental Response, Compensation and Liability Act, commonly known as Superfund. A May 1 court deadline is looming to comply with the circular requirements. Groups that support the bill include the National Cattlemen's Beef Association, the National Turkey Federation, National Chicken Council, U.S. Poultry and Egg Association, United Egg Producers, and the National Association of State Departments of Agriculture. Twenty senators, ten Democrat and ten Republican, co-sponsoring the bill. Senator Deb Fisher, a Nebraska Republican, says the reporting requirements were designed to apply to industrial pollution and toxic chemicals, not animal waste on a farm or a ranch. The ag groups hope a companion bill will be introduced soon in the House. Hill asked to devote $2.5 billion to rural broadband. The nation's rural electric co-ops are urging congressional appropriators to earmark $2.5 billion for rural broadband in the fiscal 18 spending bill that is now being drafted. The budget deal provided $10 billion for infrastructure development, and the electric co-ops say one quarter of that should be dedicated to rural broadband through USDA via a combination of grants and loans. We are long overdue to address this growing inequity in our country. That the word of the National Rural Electric Cooperatives Association in a letter to the House and Senate Appropriation Committees. Growth Energy and API find a rare point of agreement. A leading biofuel group and the American Petroleum Institute, which represents the oil industry, have found something on which they agree. Growth Energy CEO Emily Score said the ethanol group supports API's assessment that refineries generally recover the cost of complying with the renewable fuel standard through the increased value of gasoline and diesel fuel they supply for the market. API made that statement in a letter to the EPA in which the group urged the agency to reject individual requests for waivers from the biofuel mandate. However, Growth Energy opposes API's proposed solution to the refinery's complaints about REN prices. API says EPA should limit biofuel targets to levels that are reasonable, achievable, and fair for all RFS stakeholders. Well, here's today's He Said It. The producers read it, and they think it's fact. That Texas A&M economist Joe Outlaw on his concern about the president's budget, which proposes to cut crop insurance sharply. Well, that's Daybreak for this Wednesday, February 14th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by Watkinson Miller and the United Soybean Board. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Allen.